The goal for this podcast is to better our understanding through conversation. Communication is one of the easiest, yet hardest things to do. Whether that's communication of feelings, thoughts, or opinions. But through communication, new perspectives begin to take place. Throughout the various topics and opinions discussed on this podcast, we hope that we can add value, understanding, and a few laughs to your day. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. What you want to talk about today? So you wrote, like, we was talking on the phone, you wrote down, I wrote down the un, the undercurrent, swim, float, or drown. Mm. And I was looking at the definition of certain stuff, um, and I thought, I looked at another topic we had wrote down, and it's like, does you, do you not have enough resources, or are you not resourceful? And I kind of think that kind of tied, or the way I was trying to tie that in was the undercurrent, swim, float, or drown, just like in life, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, Either you sometimes we look at it so black and white, like do you have it or you don't have it? Well, if I don't have it, I can't do it. And it's like a small business, a startup growing, or how you want to go about uh doing it, like the Kanye West sway thing, right? Mm-hmm. So Kanye West's uh viewpoint was he I guess he was looking at it in a more competitive way. Like I can't compete with these giants. You know what I'm saying? Like if I want this, I gotta have this resource and that resource. And Sway was like, bro, you, you know what I'm saying? You Kanye West, you got your own following, bro. Do you serve who you wanna serve? And oh go ahead. Now you know why okay, now Sway Sway was able to look at it from a different perspective, but then Kanye, he looked at it from a perspective of, you know, competing. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, you think about people that's been in the game for a while, whatever their field or their game is, whatever their realm is, their pocket, you got to think about it. Like Michael Jordan, when you when you finally reach the pinnacle of the sport or the game or whatever, that field, you know, um, that area or that, you know, that point of interest, whenever you reach the, the, the pinnacle and you become the apex predator, so to speak, it becomes the, a mindset, okay, I'm at the top now. Where do I go from here? Because the one thing you already see at the top is the you you see the bottom because you you now you're able to look down at everybody that's 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 nipping at your ankles. Yeah. People trying to they hungry to get to the top the way you at. So now either you can become you can get that mindset of, well, dog. Now I guess I'm the one that's gonna get got. Or now you have to. You got to refocus and reshift certain things in your mind to give you a little bit of an edge to keep, you know, competing with whoever's coming at, you know, coming at you full force. So that's why Kanye, he made the comment he made, you know, and Sway was like, bro, but you Kanye, you already there. Kanye, he's not allowing himself to believe he's there because he sees more. He in that competitive exactly. mode. Exactly. He in competitive compete mode. And when you there, you still is much more that I have left to accomplish. I'm not, nah, we not, nah. I'm not going to sit up there. You're not going to tell me I've made it or I've derived because the moment I feel like I've derived or I start making it, then I might as well lay down, go to sleep and don't wake back up. But with that, I feel like the invisible finish line, right? Like it's forever fleeting. It's forever going. So it's like, yeah, he at the top to me, he at the top. You know what I'm saying? But like see, that's because in a sense, you haven't been where he is. That's exactly. What I'm trying to, but see, that's what I'm trying to get you to understand. When you look at it from that perspective, and I guess I can kind of understand because a lot of people come to me, bro, it, you know, it's about accomplishment. We, we look at accomplishments differently. For, to somebody that's never accomplished much or accomplished things in their mind, 
they'll look at the next person that have accomplished, you know, that have that has accomplished certain things, and they'll say to them to themselves, "Dog, man, I, I never, I could have. That man, that man wrote, that man wrote a book. What? He wrote two. Then all of a sudden, sneak. What? Wait a minute, three? Mm-hmm. Man, let alone I, I can't even imagine one. But again." If you live, if if you live with that uh, mentality of I made it, I, I finally wrote a book. Then after that first book, you'll stop. Mm. But the thing about it is understanding from that first book, man. Yeah, I'm thankful and I'm grateful for the uh, for the first book. I was blessed to be put in that situation in which you know I was able to accomplish a goal for many and a goal for myself. But with that first book, well, it's a lot that I have to work on. That first book, I you know, it, it's the formula. I was introduced to a formula, but I know now what I need to take and incorporate more of or what I need to expand upon, yeah. what I could add to it, how I can make this a little better next time. So here comes book two. Book two happened, then all of a sudden, this was better than the first one. I give you that. We're not where we need to be at yet. You know, it's still much more to be said. It's, it's still many more stories to be told. On top of that, you know, I still can fine tune some things. I'm not there. You never see it. It's 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 that that thin line between being. It's almost like you know, nah, you're not chasing for uh for perfection, but for for some, they will say he's a perfectionist. I guess in a sense, I but do I can have, understand that. Like I can understand. My bad, I not cut you off. Mm-hmm. But it's like I get it's levels to it, right? Because I went like. Once you reach a certain level, then it's like, oh, man, they're doing this over here. Then let me work on my craft to get there to that point. But it's like the way I was looking at it was like, okay, cool. You can West. You're not getting the resources that you think you need. Use the resources that you have, which is your influence, your relevance, and your following that you have now. You know what I'm saying? People already buying the shoe. You know what I'm saying? Use that to prepare yourself for it. If you can't get the factories that you want or the merchandise that you want, then use what you have now. And then that following will will carry you to the next step. You know what I'm saying? You don't necessarily need to um, necessarily go higher. You just need to go wider. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. But and I think I feel like that's what Sway was saying on that. And I okay. And I again, who am I to disagree with what you're saying? But you say for him, it may be an instance in which he needs to look wider. So. Maybe the problem is for him, he's looking too wide as 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 it is already. Like when you get you gotta think about when you got your hands in so many different pockets, yeah, you already thinking wide. Sometimes you gotta bring it back in. You gotta bring it inward. And you got to focus on certain things. Excuse me, and you gotta ask yourself, okay, you know, I was blessed to make it to this point, but what got me to this point in the first place? You gotta sometimes you gotta cross analyze yourself. Sometimes you gotta sit up there. And what you have to do is you have to be honest with yourself on a very uh, on an intimate level and on a uh, vulnerable level. And you got to Okay. Now, arrogance aside, Mm -hmm. where am I? Like, exactly. Why did I get to this point? And again, the one thing he won't say is because when you got a mouthpiece on you and you get to flapping them gums a lot of times, then to be honest with you. You know, yeah, you're going to, um, it's like, uh, you're going, you, you messing with the proverbial waltz nest. So when that happens, you got to, you know, it's going to be behind every action is a reaction. True. And so, yeah, certain things get snatched from you. Yeah. True you know, that. which makes the process a lot harder. Now, 
granted, what you saying, when you said what you said, I always tell my children, man, I say, you know, I say to them, or I've said to them, I said, okay, if you get in trouble, mm-hmm. what I want you to ask yourself before you, before you, before you make the call to, to, to do whatever you're going to do, stop and ask yourself, okay, if I go through with this, am I good with what I'm about to do? Like, ask yourself on a level, am I good with it to the uh, to a point to where, yeah, I know this is going to get me in trouble. I know the consequence behind it, but is the consequence worth what I'm about to do? Mm-hmm. Because when I come back and I ask, did you do this? And you say, yeah, I did this. Because I don't want you lying to me about it, but when you say you did this, what I'm going to ask you, if I ask you, was it worth it? You need to be able to open up your mouth and say, Daddy, you know what? I'm going I'm to keep it a buck with you. I know that this is probably wrong in your eyes and it's probably wrong in a lot of other people's eyes. But I did this because I felt it was worth it. At that point, we got something to talk about. Let me hear what's so important and why you felt you had to do this. Because now I'm willing to listen to it. Now, from that point, we can come to an understanding or we can come to... We may have disagreements on the matter, but I'm going to respect the fact that, okay, daddy, I'm going to be honest with you. I did it. Yeah. I'm going to respect that more than, no, nah, I ain't did it, daddy. They lying on me. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But again, you got to always question yourself. That's It's no different than MLK. Before he got, long before any march to Washington or anything, before he could take any step in any, uh, before he could take any step in any march, you had to ask yourself, am I good with this? Yeah. Because, yeah, at times I might be loved. At times I may be the most hated man on the planet. But am I good with this? Which is a good point, though, because it's like with opinions. And um, as I was like talking to you earlier about the uh, whole question thing, it's like you whatever platform you have, whatever a voice you use, you have to be uh, mindful of your opinions. Because opinions, like not everybody agree with them, like you said. And it's like things get taken away from you because of your viewpoints or your stance on certain things. So it's mindful how you show up. You know what I'm saying? And 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 what you what what image you putting out there or what perspective you putting out there, which is very true. You know what I'm saying? So I could definitely understand that. Um But that's not necessarily bad a bad thing to me. When what? you think about it. Where does an opinion come from? It's a strong belief you have in something anyways. So if something gets taken from you because of your strong belief that you have in something else, then to be honest with you, the thing that was taken from you, that was never for you anyways. Well, it depends though. Like, I feel like, like, if you're talking about like brands, or you're talking about business, or you're talking about you know opportunities, and it's like you share a viewpoint. It depends for me. It depends on where it's coming from. Like, if it's this just a personal viewpoint, is this a strong viewpoint or a strong belief? See again, that's where we differ at because, again, this is again, this is just me speaking, man. Yeah. If a brand is taken from me because I have a strong opinion you know, in where I stand on a certain matter, if a brand is taken from me, right? Then to be honest with you, I'm going to look at first, this is just me because yeah. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a understand if it, if I was a, opinionated on a level and I said something, then this is just me again. I've probably already prayed on that thing and if I was guided to say what I said, yeah, if you stand and I stand it, on it, yeah, then it was never meant for Which me. Which I agree with that. I totally agree with yeah. that. Yeah. My, I guess I was saying more like 
Now, how, if you just brash and you just go out and you just saying things, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you like a different. super opinionated person again, and you just throwing stuff out again, there without the consequences, what did I say? Yeah, about you got to ask yourself, is it if it, am I good with the consequences? Exactly, which is a, you which got is a huge point, man. Which is you a huge to. point, man. And um, I think. I don't know why I feel like the podcast is already going on right now. No. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was like, bro, I might as well go in and edit this. Yeah. Um. So, like, uh, I wrote down a couple of points, and we could jump in, right? So, we're talking about the undercurrent. Swim, float, or drown. We're talking about opinions, right? So, the undercurrent, I looked up the definition of it. It said, a, a hidden opinion, feeling, or tendency, often contrary to the pub, the one publicly shown. So, I took that as, like, we on the podcast, we have a certain image that we want to portray. You know, um, I'm not necessarily the same person that I am that I show up on the podcast and I am in different per- in uh, different areas. So with that being said, I wear different hats, if you want to say that. Or, you know, it's a ma- uh, it's a more manicured version of myself on camera mm-hmm. because I'm representing other people. I'm representing my family, my mom. You know, I'm even representing you because you can have repercussion on this. And it's like... Other people attached to you. So, again, like with the opinion thing, I think being mindful of what you say, if you stand on it, you stand on it. But if you not being mindful of the opinions you share, <clears throat> then that could cause people around you to swim, float, or drown. That could call, that could bring them down. That could affect them. But on the other side of that is like figuring out um, your lane, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about audience. We talked about Catering to a specific audience or finding your finding your voice or if it's on camera, if it's on a podcast, if it's whatever business you're doing, you could get in a com- competitive mode. But then when you're competing, you always looking up and you always looking to the next giant above you. And you like, man, I had a, I got to have this to uh to compete with them or I got to have that to compete with them. And it's more so I think you could get lost in that if you are doing it the wrong way. Does that make sense? Because it's like. The whole competitive thing. So it's more of like for me, not getting caught up in the undercurrent, scaling it back down to being able to focus on your audience, what you cater to, what's your what's your lane. Um, and then with not having enough, I got I kind of got mixed feelings on that. On the one hand, I feel that you don't need more until you you didn't need more until you saw somebody with more. And I feel it would never be enough to a certain degree. On the flip side, I think it's necessarily to do it's necessary to do your job to have certain resources or to be able to, you can't always work around certain stuff. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. How do you feel about that? Like, do you think resources is based on like 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 I said, sometimes you didn't even know you needed something until you saw somebody else when you're like, dang, they doing that. They got factories or they got whole product production team or they got whatever the case may be. I need that. But you know, uh well, I stand on that. Again, resources. I look at resources. Oftentimes, when you when you when you uh when you standing you know when you standing on the outside of the proverbial box, so to speak, looking inside of the box, and you see it, you know the machine that's operating within this box. You say to yourself, "Dog, I didn't know all of this went you know went into this." Yeah. But also, one of the beautiful things also about Excuse me. Sometimes looking at something from afar. Sometimes the best thing for you is the thing that you don't have, which is certain resources. So 
what happens is a lot of times somebody will mess around and they'll be in the beginning stages. They don't have, you know, the resources that the next person have. Uh, speaking of like money, they yeah. don't have all this money, which means that they can't afford this this uh, conglomerate uh, or this large uh, production team. Mm-hmm. So now, hey, we got to figure out how we can um, shrink this cost somewhat. You know, um, man, we got, you know, yeah, it's just, it's not, it's, it's not many of us, but, you know, again, we talented, we can still yeah, do we things. With it. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, let's just be witty and how to, you know, how we do things. So one thing that pops into my mind is like back in the day, man, like it, it amazes me, man. Sometimes just, you know, being a horror movie fan, I look back at some of the uh, old horror movies from like the 80s, right? Uh, 70s, whatever. You look at some of those movies back then in comparison to today and the technology that they have today, and you like, you wonder, you like, bro, like, why do these movies look more scarier than these movies? And then you got all this technology. Because oftentimes, man, with the technology and all of the money, the, the big dollars that's thrown into these movies, oftentimes they lose sight of, you know, what actually worked, the formula 100%. that worked at the beginning because now it's all about flashy. Yeah. And sometimes when something's flashy, sometimes, man, you look back over here, man, look, we need some dust, some cobwebs or something, bro. That make things more, you know, it makes it, it creates the element that you're looking for. Yeah. But. I feel that, bro. I feel like you got, like you get blinded sometimes if you have everything yeah. at your disposal. Yeah. And then when it get taken away, you don't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? My old man, he, he once said to me, man, he was like, man, you know, uh, the you know, in the world of the have and the have nots, right? I'm paraphrasing right now. Yeah. But he went on and he was like, man, I remember we used to be watching Martin, man, when I was a little kid, man, and he a stop, man, and I used to say, Daddy, I'm hungry. He was like, You hungry? And I'm like, Yeah, Daddy, I'm starving. You hungry or you starving? And I'm <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, man, I'm starving. He's like, man, you ain't starving. You tell my man. You, you you probably ain't hungry either, cause uh we got plenty in this box you can eat. And I'm like, man, daddy, I'm like, man, I'm like, man, I, I ain't nothing in there to yeah. eat. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't want it. But then he was like, man, when I was coming up, man, you got cereal, and we ain't had milk, but we were going to get that canned milk, man, and put that with that cereal, 100%. and we make some. He was like, man, that's the problem. He was like, today, he was like, man, it's a lot of stuff going to waste today, man. And it's a lot of little kids that's over overseas that are lettuce, you know, what we have that we call scraps or leftovers that they don't want. And he was like, um, but to be honest, he was like, growing up, he was like, man, we always made a meal, always made a yep. meal. And we didn't have nearly as much as we have today. He was like, you know, and I got to thinking about that thing. And like God always blessed me with this vision, man. It's like I could, for whatever reason, if somebody tell a story or if somebody was detailed enough. I can see it. It's almost like I'd be at that point in time, you know, in that era, and I can see it happening, you know. And um, That's real. it's like I could sit up there and I could see my grandmother, man, like preparing meals for my father and her and her daughters. And I'm sitting up there like, you know, uh, man, that's crazy to, to sit there and think like you have eggs, but you don't have nothing else in there. But you like, Shh. man, I got some rice, eggs and rice. 100%, bro. Bingo. That's a meal. You know what I'm saying? Then all of a sudden, man, who whoever sitting there thinking to themselves, well, I guess I guess we we don't have anything to eat because all we have is breakfast food. <laughs> Why we ain't gonna turn around? Hey, let's do it again. Bruh. You know what I'm saying? Boy, breakfast for whatever reason, breakfast seems like it hit harder at, in, at, at night, night than it do. Man, Tell look you, here, man. I, but I'm like with fire it. Fire yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> like, nah, man, that's we real, were doing it wrong bro. all along. <laughs> 
and, and that's one of the things I got wrote down is like we get stuck on the material, the resources, the items, the things, and forget about like people and resources too, right? You could tap into that. And what really got me on this topic was thinking about like, like I said, resources. So you got people that blew up on Vine when Vine was a thing. You got people that's blowing up on Instagram with just a phone. Uh, Toby, the uh, rapper, he blew up on an iPhone. You know what I'm saying? And he may not have, it may have took him longer because he didn't have the right, re- or or he didn't have all the resources, but he still got to the level that he wanted and he's still growing. You know what I'm saying? So I think a lot of times we get blinded by that and we could uh, trick ourselves into thinking that we need more. We want more. We have to have more. Let me ask you a question, man. What's okay. If I, if you had three words to pick from that, these three words could actually be synonymous with a resource. Yeah. What would be the three words that you would pick that you need, that you need, that mm-hmm. you can produce that would get the that would garner you any resource that mm-hmm. you need or that would garner you to the mm, point. That's a good question, bro. To the point in which you feel you need yeah. to be at. Uh, I would say the resources, right? So let me go first. Yeah, I was about to say. So check this out. I think one thing that we as a people, Mm -hmm. we can control, and I feel like this is a resource that we have, effort. Effort is a resource. I feel Mm. like determination. Because if you got determination and you don't have a cutoff switch or or on and off switch, but all you know is go, then to be honest with you, you never going to be able to stop that person from making it to where they choose to go. If you come with effort, if effort is included, if you come with effort, Mm. you can't stop that person. That's 100% true. If that person is blessed to just continue to live and he already has effort and determination, man, look here. The sky is the limit. That's so true, bro. Like, one of my uh, last points is don't make excuses. And I think a lot of times, like you said, effort, what was the other one? Determination? Determination. I think a lot of times we stop because uh, we may not be making the progress that we think we need, but we're making progress at the end of the day. And we make excuses for it, whether it be, oh, man, I ain't got no, ain't nobody uh, helping me out, man. I'm too short. I'm too short. All this crazy <laughs> stuff. And it's like, bro, all you need to do is just make a move, bro. Move forward. Take action. That's true. And determination, like that's so true, man. We make so many excuses about that, and it really stunts our growth. And the stopping and starting, stopping and starting, man. You look at all of the time you lost bruh. on the stopping. Hey, I, <laughs> check this out. So if you, it's funny you say that, right? So I, I just again, I just saw this in my mind, right? A perfect picture of the stop and go, right? Stopping and going, stopping and going, stopping. You in a driver's seat, and you trying to teach your child how to drive. But they spending the majority of their time stop, go, stop, oh, go, bro, stop. You didn't even went fifty feet. Exactly. <laughs> but now you're looking at how much time you done wasted. <laughs> but one thing about it, you're gonna understand, well, these brakes work. <laughs> That's the one thing we got out of the whole Bruh. picture. The brakes work. But we stopping and we going. But again, so afterwards, you know, that individual asks you, So how did I do? Well, you want me to be honest with you? I know you understand how to break. That's the one thing you get, you know, you, you, you've gained from that hurt, that whole expert on stopping. Exactly. But you stop and you ask them now, okay, so why were you doing so much stopping and going? Because fear, fear, fear was, fear will have you going for a moment and then you just stop. 100%. You stop. 
Do you know what's crazy about that is like two things popped in my head. One was uh be brave enough to suck at something new. You know, and that sound like cliche that sounds scary in itself. Like, bro, bro, like, you know what I'm saying? I can't just be out here trying everything or trying it, of course, with parameters and all of that, but be brave enough to even fail. Be brave enough to try something that you're not good at and keep going to try to learn. See if you can learn. And the second thing is like I try to apply a lot of analogies to life. So I think I was talking to one of my homeboys and I was texting him and he was talking about he was trying to learn a piano. I was like, bro, are you like he had been telling me this for months. Like, yo, he trying this, he, he practicing on this, even if it's just 30 minutes a day. And he was telling me like, yo, I got kids, I got my wife, I got my family and I can only get 30 minutes in a day. And I was like, bro, if you look at it, bro, look at it like a harvest, like a seasons. And each season, like some seasons, you may be able to get a full harvest. Some seasons it may be cold and you only harvest half your crops. Some seasons it, you know, whatever happened, you was a, you was only able to plant a small garden. But if you do that consistently and don't stop, if you look at over the years, bro, you'll be done harvest hundreds of acres. You know what I'm saying? And not every season is going to look the same. And I think we get caught up in that too. Like, yo, man, it's supposed to be this big production. It's supposed to be this. I'm supposed to just be running full speed, man, and finish the race. And it's like, bro, it don't always work like that. You know what I'm saying? It ain't, it ain't always full steam ahead. Sometimes you got to slow it down. Sometimes you got to speed it up. Sometimes you just barely moving it. But at the end of the day, the needle's still moving. And I think uh, when it comes to that, I think that's a reason that going back to it, why we stop. It's because it's not going fast enough or it's not working as fast as we need it. You're right about that. So something uh, just popped in my mind. Um, so sometimes in life, right, when you stop and you like, you really think about things, man, and break it down, it's like fear, fear will take in, um, it would cripple you. It'll handicap you, right? Mm-hmm. But looking back at it, man, when you were in grade school, whatever, man, who always stood out to you? Or who always stood out to your classmates? It was always the cool folk, right? So check this out. This just popped in my mind, right? Sometimes you got to be cool enough to make a mistake make sense. Mm. Mm. What What'd do you I mean, mean by, by that? that? <laughs> we didn't been doing this too long, bro. <laughs> so let's just break that, break this thing down for a second. All right, be cool enough to make a mistake first. Okay, be cool enough to make a mistake. You got to be cool with making a mistake because from you being cool with the possibility of making a mistake, you might mess around and get it right. Right, you might stumble and get it right, right. but then. It's this other part, right? To it. It's this other part to it. And this is for the thinkers. I mean, but what if I make the mistake, though? Man, I might get laughed at or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Then I might get questioned. So, again, be cool enough with making a mistake, but also be cool enough to make a mistake make sense. How does a mistake ever make sense? The fact that you try. Mm. You try. Because it's from, even if there's multiple attempts and you made multiple mistakes, right? Then all of a sudden, you become, you become the engineer that comes up with a brand new formula that changes the whole game. 100%, bro. But how could you ever get to that point? I made multiple mistakes. And we always focus on, uh, not to cut you off, I like we always focus on the what if it don't work? What if it don't do this? And like, what if it do work? You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think a lot of times, like you said, for us thinkers, we always 
focused on the every mistake that what could go wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think it's switching that, of course, with, you know what I'm saying, um, with the proper insight and the proper common sense. But what if it goes right? You know what I mean? And I think that's super powerful. Not to cut you off, bro. What you was going to say? Sometimes you got to challenge the theory. Sometimes, sometimes people tell you, man, look, ain't no, look, we, we no longer have space for this. That ain't going to work over here. Okay. And plus, you done made all your mistakes anyways. See where that got you at. But again, if you got the effort and determination, so you take your mistakes and you go over there and you start working on ways of bettering things. You're like, okay, so am I really the one at fault here? Was it always me? Or is it truly an easier way to do this? And then you event something. 100%, bro. I think that's real. That's 100% facts, bro. For yourself. You know what I mean? Um, the mistake, right? Like, swim. I'm thinking about swim, float, or drown. When you swimming, or when I was learning to swim, like, we frantic, like, trying to, like, do it. Trying to go fast as we can. Trying to do this. Trying to hurry up and do this. And you've burned yourself out, one, but then you get so tired that you stop and you start to sink. But what they tell you is to calm down. Whenever you're in the water, they always tell you to calm down. Why? Because slow, controlled movements keep you afloat and it moves you forward. You know, and I think with the mistake thing, maybe I could tie it in. It's like even with trying something new, man, uh, a lot of times when we nervous, whether it be speaking, we get up there and try to rush through the speech. I try to rush through it. You know what I'm saying? I think going up there and just saying it how you say it calmly, even if you don't do the best that you think you can do, you learn from it. You're able to rewatch it or you may be able to listen to yourself or people even give you better critiques on that. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, (laughs) sometimes when you when you go up there, well, in life, period, when you. You can be in a rush sometimes you can rush yourself to your own demise. Yep. That's what happens through rushing a lot of time. Being in control, sometimes people just treat you different because you look, you carry yourself like you in control. 100%. You can demand a room, the attention of a room, just from looking like you're supposed to be there. 100%. Rather than, am I supposed to be here? You don't. Right. So the difference between. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. The, the, I'm going to call this right here the curve. I'm going to call this the curve. The difference between being a curve is the curve. An exclamation point comes straight up and goes down with a period. So it's a leg in the period. Mm-hmm. Then a question mark is a curve. It's a curve in the period. It's a hook. So you can hook yourself or either you can just come out there, man, and you can wait an exclamation point. So an exclamation point is no different than the eye upside down. So where the eye, but flip it upside down. 100%. If I'm going to be in the environment, man, I'm going to try to own the environment. That's what I can do. So I can become the exclamation point. That's so true, man. A lot of times when you able, when able to calm yourself down and you're able to like, like you said, like own it, own that, be in the present moment, like you notice a lot more stuff. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I just think that's deep because it's like, when you able, when you rushing, you're not even paying attention to the crowd. You're not paying attention to nothing else. You're just trying to get through as fast as can. 
But it's like when you're able to calm down and, and embrace that moment, you're able to feel everything, your heartbeat, how nervous you are. You're like, all right, cool. Let me slow it down. Let me slow my breathing down. And you're able to feel it, feel your, feel your way through. Mm-hmm. So I think that's dope, man. I think that's dope, bro. You're right, man. It's, you know, back to the curb, man. One thing about the curb, man, is just you got to keep this in mind, too. The difference in judging the curb, man, is it's all a learning curve. Always. So if you understand, man, the curb is a it's it's a evident. It's just the curb is actually gonna always be there. But sometimes, man, you can take the roof off that curb, man, and just give me that straight line down and that dot. That's, That's my, it, bro. I'm the I. That's exclamation it. point. Uh before we go out, bro, you had a you had a um a yeah, question. Man. Yeah. Um it wasn't really a question, man. I uh being the type of person that I am, man, I'm I'm always a thinker, man. I I've been this way. I just, man, sometimes I find myself just like thinking odd stuff, weird stuff to a lot of other people, but it's it's more so thought-provoking stuff to me. So I remember when I was young, man, I, I sat there and I thought to myself, um, you know, in this in this interesting world that we live in, I got to thinking, I was like, man, you got, you live in a world that's filled with so many different people, people that don't mind expressing genuine love a world in which a lot of people don't mind expressing genuine hate you know and everything else <laughs> so I got I got you know I got this thought and I said to myself I'm like you know what if first of all I call this I call this a, a I call this the elevator theory this was my my thing. I think I talked to you about this before. Mm-hmm. So I said, man, I'm willing to bet you can get two people from totally different walks of life, meaning that they can live on two different um two different um two different points on expect you know on the spectrum, and you can have one that say, hey, I hate white people. One say, I hate black people. One that say, I hate women, I hate men, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can lock them individuals. You can lock them in the elevator. First of all, if you can get them to get in the elevator. So I say two. So, so for example, if you had one, one person that hated, you know, let's just say one person that hated black people, one that hated white people, and they hated, you know, these, you know, these particular people with a passion. Somehow, if you can get them into an elevator together and have the elevator working normal and then all of a sudden the elevator just trips out on the way to like if they in a hotel, whatever, on the way to whatever they need to go at, it trips out. Then all of a sudden I am willing to guarantee you if they're in there long enough, they'll begin to talk to one another. Not only just talking to one another, but they'll find, you know, similarities as they talk. 100%. What, what it would take is an opportunity and also taking away the judgment that would come from their fellow peers, family members, or whatever else. And when you entrapped in a, in, you know, in, in a environment in which you, you don't feel like you're being judged by others or it becomes a, a, a totally different element, then all of a sudden, man, you know, the rules don't apply no more. Facts. So now... It causes you to think outside of your comfort zone, and now you'll find. Wait a minute. What was so? What was so? You know what was right. so hard about this from the jump? You know, 
And I, you know, sometimes the elevator could be a simple matter of a sports venue. Notice, man, people come in, man, feeling however they feel. They go to a sporting venue. Then all of a sudden, somebody put on the same color. Somebody has on the same color that you have on because they represent the same team. Next thing you know, uh, uh, excellent play happened, man. And then guess what, man? You high-fiving the same person. Normally, you would never even think about touching. 100%. And it's it's a trip because now it's the elevate it's that elevator theory, man. Because now, right now, we share this 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 uh this common thread in which, man, this is our team, bro. Like yo, like we've been emotional off of this team when this team has let us down before. We've been at the you know at the peaks and the highs, man, with this team when we've won championships together. All this, but that's what we put. We that's that's what we build and we forge. But really and truly, it that shows you, man, building, building is easy. It's really easy. But it's it's the parameters in which, man, the barriers sometimes that we put up that stop us from building. So that was one thing that got me to nah, thinking about true. the that elevated beat. theory, right? So on a whole nother note, I got to thinking to myself, I said, okay, if I was ever trapped on the elevator. And I could, you know, I could take and um, I can choose to be trapped on the elevator with three people of my choice. And these three people could come from any era or wherever, you know, they could be dead or alive, whatever. And you could be trapped on the elevator with them and have a conversation with these individuals. Who would you want to be trapped on the elevator with? What's crazy is because it was crazy about this whole thing. I thought about this years ago, and then I was uh, at work a couple weeks ago, and uh, I met this couple. They were actually leaving. Yeah. Um, they were heading out of town, and they stopped and asked me that question, and it that was crazy. crazy. Yeah. And they said <laughs> they had gotten it out of a book or something like that, man. And shouts out to them. But it's just like you know, um, it, it just blew me away, man, because I had already thought about this years ago. But I want to ask you that question, man. Yeah. If you were trapped on an elevator, or trapped in an elevator, and you could, you know, you could be trapped in an elevator with three people of your choice from any time period. They could be alive or they could have gone ahead and went on to the other side, but you could actually have a conversation with these people. Who would these people be and why? Um, I already got my three, man. One would be Nipsey Hussle. So I feel like modern day, like his business mind. And the way he transitioned from his street life to the business world, his whole transition, the books he read, everything. I would just love to pick his brain on that. All right, hold on. So I'm going to match you. I'm going to call oh, yeah, out go one ahead. All right, so one person that I... All right, one person I... Uh, it's interesting. One person that I would like to uh, share a conversation with on the elevator. Definitely, I would like to share an elevator conversation with uh the brother Pop, Tupac. I knew you was gonna say that. I would definitely, man, because I feel like to a degree, especially when I had went and got his book, man, the rose that grew from the concrete. Prior to that, man, I didn't know like I knew about Pop, man, his music and stuff like that. Dear mama, you know, um Brenda's got a baby, you know, um the, the brother man, the brother made music. But it's funny because it's like depending on your walk of life your favorite Pac song would be different depending on your walk of life, mm-hmm. which shows you the many different layers to Pac. 
But after reading The Rose That Grew From The Concrete, man, and being a writer myself, it's like, man, I was able to, like, I was able to, like, touch a a a, a portion of his essence, his soul, in a sense, man. And I was like, man, I say, man, this deeper than what people really even giving it credit for. I'm like, bro, like, like this brother, it's like, I, I read like a couple different versions of Park. I read the evolution of Park in this particular book. And, um, well, I guess this is now a plug. Y'all going to get that book, but <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, um, it's like, man, I felt like after reading the book, man, I felt like Park actually became a victim of his circumstance to a degree. And um, oftentimes, and, and the thing about it, man, and it happens, and that, it shows me, or it taught me, man, that nobody's off limits to that, man. That's you 100% can, you know, true. That's what the same thing that taught me about Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's so, to me, bro, it's so crazy how similar those the stories parallels, are. parallels, yeah. It's like, bro, that's crazy, yeah. man. I feel the same way. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to let you have the next one. Go to the nah. next Uh, Second person under 3,000, man. Just because, like, bro, uh, first rap song I ever heard, his he was the first country's rapper. I, and I don't even, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to put a label, but he was the first country's rapper, somebody that was talking about substance in his music and told a story uh, that I could follow. He actually is the only rapper to this day, bro, that I really know his lyrics. Like, I know almost all his lyrics, man. And I never took the time to learn nobody else's lyrics, like, to this day. So it's like, just him, his, his wordplay, his mindset, his style, and... Um, uh, yeah, man, just music and life. I would love to pick his brain on that. So okay, um, what's yours? <laughs> my second, um, now I'm gonna go. So I went kind of, I went kind of modern, you know. Um, now I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go back, take it back now. Um, now for the next person, and it's crazy because my order was totally different in this prior to us talking. But um, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna say uh. <laughs> that's how I like that's what my mind works but it's changing right now as we speak um my, my mind is like routing rerouting <laughs> um that's crazy okay I'm gonna go as a writer a little bias so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Langston Hughes mm. I would like to go Langston Hughes because for him to have been out during the time, like, eras, eras intrigued me. And so, like, the Harlem Renaissance period, that whole era, it intrigues me. To think about people of color being in an environment in which they it was stated to be an artistic explosion. Yeah. In my mind. The Harlem Renaissance? Yeah, the Harlem Renaissance. So, in my mind, bro, I'm like, yo, like, that, to me, it's, it's almost like, bro, heaven on earth, the way I see it, the Harlem Renaissance period. And just like you got, like you got this just, you, it's like this well blended part of gumbo. And then it's like, man, you got poets, you got, mm. you know, jazz players, blue. It's just like, you know, you That's got true. artists, you got, man, just like, yo, like everybody, everybody bringing something to this pot, seasoning it, you know, with they, you know, with their essence, they being, and then it's like, man, something beautiful, man. Made history. Yeah. It, it turned history. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, definitely, man, I would like to pick his brain, like, you know, coming from 
Joplin, uh, Missouri, and just like, you know, these train rides and stuff like that, man. I remember I, I did a report, you know, I did a report on them back in grade school, man. And it's just like, I remember when I was uh, reading up on a man and like the train rides he would take is like, to this day, that's something that I want to do now. So I accomplished one one bucket list thing last year, man. I was terrified of planes, though. Terrified of planes. So I flew for the first time. And now I, I flew over, you know, uh, across, well, uh, I flew to Columbia. Uh, oh, yeah. So South just, America. Yeah. So that was different. Like, just, yeah. Oh, you had, you knocked out too. You left the country and flew. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah. Yeah. You I did. What I'm I did. I, I two pieced it. But I want to, I want to, like, I want to ride on the train, bro. Like, that'd be dope. It's, yeah. It's just like a lot yeah, of people, like, man, a train? Yeah, I, 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 that's something nah. that I definitely want to do. It could definitely go places the cars can't. Exactly. Or planes. You know what I'm saying? And so it's a certain it. level of respect that a train garners. Nah, you ain't 100%. trying to get in the way of a train. So it's like, man, just full steam ahead, bro. I just want to be on the train, man, and just let my eyes just roam, man. Daydream if I choose to. Nah. And just like, because for him with the writing, like he, it's been documented, man. Some of his, you know, some of the works, man, that he came up with, it was on the train. So it's like, man, what could I do with that, you know, Thanks. with that amount of time, man, on that type of journey? So, I uh, uh, rode a train twice. Once, my mom took me to uh, North Carolina one time on a train. Y'all remember bits and pieces of it? And then the more recent one was uh, I rode a train in Tokyo. And mm-hmm. that was some of the, like, beautifulest uh, landscape I've ever seen, man. The most beautiful wow. landscape I've ever seen. And it's just, it was like dope because you don't get to see that on a, a regular road. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was dope, man. Yeah. What's your third? Oh, so that's how we gonna do this? So you gonna put it, <laughs> I'm, I'm going, going it back on you. Oh, oh you wanna go in order. All right, cool. So, uh, man, my third, man, is uh, my grandfather, man. Um, I remember him when I was younger, just, just a tad bit. But I would love to go back and just hear his stories, um, see what, you know, see him as a man. You know what I mean? What type mm. of person he was. Hear his story. Hear him explain our family history and get that from the origin. You know what I'm saying? Because wow. that, the reason I'm here is because of my grandfather. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think that would just be dope to type into that. Wow, man. Yo. You know, Oftentimes, you you meet moments like this in your life in which, I, and I've and I'm just gonna go out there. And this is a confession. I've I've never been the type of person, right, to like to suffer with like peer pressure because whatever everybody was doing, I was always the opposite. I ain't trying to do that because there's too many people doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. So it like if I even had a an answer to something, just if somebody else got in this in the same remote area, I'm gonna change my answer just because I. You almost make me want to go against my own like better judgment <laughs> and like how I'm created when you say something like that because my last it was you know it was not. <laughs> it was not. It was See, not. Bad. I thought you was gonna do that to me. Yeah. I thought I was. I thought I was gonna say the first two and like, oh man, I, this man went super deep and I uh nah because it it's like uh yo that <laughs> who you was gonna say for your last so or who you had in okay, mind who so, you wanna switch it to well I had two people in mind so that's it automatically became kind of because Park Park came out of left field because 
I got to thinking about like, I tried to make it more so like generations, like, you know, like part would have been more modern. Then I went, you know, then I went um the realm of who did I go with second? See, you said you know, Langston Hughes. Langston. So see, yeah, I went throwback. So that that's a whole different period of time. And so like now, I'm I'm in limbo because now the era would actually be like the '60s with who I was thinking. But both of the uh, the, the the gentlemen, because I was thinking about um I was thinking about both Martin Luther King and I was thinking about Malcolm X. Martin, not because of the reason why everybody would like I would. <laughs> Would it be a, uh, not to cut you off, like, going back to that time, like, would it be a specific uh, period of Martin or Malcolm that you want to talk to? Facts. Facts. And it's not, (laughs) now that you see, now you asked that question, it's interesting because me just being, you know, uh, so psychological how I am, I would, I would have loved to talk to Martin at the beginning of his race and then talk to Martin at the end of his race. Yeah, the here, yeah, That'd be because dope. it it was clear that it was a change in his in his mentality, which that's it's going to always happen. well with both of these individuals, and that happens through life. The, you know, the experience heard the same things, especially man when you start to see things differently because you've experienced things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but now. But now, like, after you said what you said, it's like it opened up something. And, like, it's a change in me because, but I get, so, all right, we'll stick, we'll stick with these two, Martin so, and Malcolm. So, I would definitely want to talk to both of these individuals because I would want to see what changed in them. Like, why? You know, um. What was the, you know, what was that reality shift, reality shifting moment for you that let you know that, okay, although I really, I really put all my stock into believing one thing all along, now all of a sudden, you know, when Martin's dream became a nightmare, I would want to talk to him about that. Like, why is that? Like, you know. Which he kind of, you know, he kind of touched on it, but I really would want to know, like, like talk to me, yeah, you know, have a little deep on as it. a as a person of color, like really, don't give me, don't give me the political, correct, you know, I, like Martin, like talk yeah, to me, talk like to we me in real. a barbershop. shop, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, brother, like light up like, a cigarette if you need, yeah. to. <laughs> which which is which which is crazy because a lot of people don't know this. Martin actually used to smoke. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, it was hitting. I can imagine, man, it, that stress he was under, bro. Like, that, But that's crazy. <laughs> but see, and like today, you're looking at it like, man, so why was that hitting? But because they wanted to keep him looking pristine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but anyways, we're not going to, um, we ain't going to dive too deep into that. But, and Malcolm, I would like to talk to him about like, Tell me really and truly, like when you went to Mecca, you know, when you went to Mecca, like explain to me what all, like what all came over you when you went to Mecca? Like when you first saw, you know, this cultural uh, uh, phenomenon, because that's what it would have had to be for him. 
Because mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's culture shock. It is. You go over there and you see something totally different than what's going on in America. you like... Bro, it's crazy because I read his autobiography. Um, I just finished it probably like a couple weeks ago. But it's like, it's deep, man. Like, he put a lot of detail into it. And uh, or I, I didn't read out. I listened to it on Audible. But it was it was dope, man. It was dope just to hear his perspective and everything, man. And um, that would be fire, bro. Just Definitely. to hear their perspective from their mouth. You know what I mean? But also, one thing, too, before I, um, before I end it. Yeah, one thing up? that I would like to ask both of those individuals. Like, I would like to talk to them about, you know, the identity crisis that is still prevalent in America today. But both of those individuals, you know, actually, they they kind of they kind of talked about it, but kind of, you know. When you say identity crisis, what you mean? Like, for example, Malcolm, Malcolm once stated, you know, we are aborigines. He specifically said that word. We are aborigines. But then he came back and said, it means we black folk or black people. So even if, after he said one thing, then he went, because during that time, see, that's where, again, the identity was changing. Mm-hmm. That, you know, you got to think about it. I'm black and I'm proud. Say it loud. You know, all that, again, the, the, the changes in the identity. You go from that, you got to think about it. Before you became African-American, you was Afro-American. You yeah. know, all of these different, the, the changing, the changing of the identities. I don't, when you say changing the identities, what you mean by that? Because Again, I, think, I it's still think it's like, well, you're still the same person. No. What do you mean? Mm-mm. See, again, it's power in the name. It's, it's really in, it's, a lot of people might not understand, you know, a, a lot of people might not even agree with what I'm saying right now. But, it is definitely power in the name. If you could take a name a dog, yeah, and you call that dog long enough, then you know you call that that dog that name long enough, the dog is going to respond to that name. That's an animal. Mm-hmm. Now, even during slavery, it was stated that certain people's identity was changed, so they went by a certain name, but then. They were take they were taken in script of their actual name and given another name. And then long enough through discipline and everything else, they begin to take on to this new identity. So like when I think of that, I'm like, okay, in the early stages of it was just the N-word and Negro, right? The early stages. Yeah. So it's like you, I'm talking about doing slave, like slavery, and then after slavery, right? So you t- you're talking about people telling you the N word, the Negro. Those to me now hold a negative connotation. Maybe it did back then too. Maybe they maybe the Negro thing they embraced. So, I don't know. But so it's you like, say today and your yeah, in my head now. So it's like back then, that's the only thing they had to look look at was those two, maybe those two um, labels. Um, now you got, like you said, uh, African-American, you got black, you got Afro-American, you got Negro, you got all these different terms. So it's like, um, for me, neither one of those, uh, besides the last two, uh, the N word and Negro, um, I don't see nothing wrong with me being called either one of those. Colored. Okay. So. Oh yeah. Colored mm -hmm. too. I forgot about that. Yeah. That too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't want to be called that. But like so Afro-American, like, so African-American, example, black, I don't mind getting called that. So, for example, my grand aunt, before she passed a few years ago, 
Like on her birth certificate, uh, her birth certificate stated "nigga baby." Yeah, that's what that's crazy. That's what was on that's her birth crazy, certificate, son. That is wild. That, but see that what I'm saying? It's like identity. It's like it's an identity. You saying crisis. we uh, associate certain? Um, obviously, like we associate certain names to certain uh, to certain labels that we are given. But what's the, what's wrong with um? African-American, black, or Afro-American? Well, first of all, you say what's wrong with it. By you asking me what's wrong with it, to me, that's that... <laughs> By you asking me what's wrong with it, that's even more of an issue that I have with us not knowing what's not right about it. For example, it's like any other race, any other race, man, that exists here in America... Or any other, you know, uh, nationality that exists here in America, right? If they're a second generation, if they're born here in the States, second generation, are they classifying themselves as Caucasian American or uh, Hispanic American or uh, Irish American or, you see what I'm saying? I think it's like, like, all right, so my perspective is going to, like, when I was in Japan, right, in the military, like when they asked us what we were, like where you guys from, or like uh, who who you guys? I'm like we're Americans. That's what we would say. And then when okay. I'm talking, so cool. When you over there, right? Yeah. That's what you would say. We Americans. Yeah. When you over there. Now but they why- get deeper. But see, but see, but see, hold on. I don't mean to cut you off. No, no. That's what you say when you over there, right? Mm-hmm. But why? Why you can get away with saying that on somebody else's land, but then you come back to your own land, and then you have to you're African American. So you're saying, like, why is not one generalized thing? Which is a good point. I never thought about it like that. I think for me, the way I always looked at it was like, um, if I'm talking to one of my friends, it's like, they'd be like, oh, I'm Hispanic or oh, I'm Asian. And it's like, okay, now I understand what region you came Or I wouldn't even say region, but I understand, like, your your culture, like, but where see, you from. Most, okay, most of your friends that say that, that's because in, in all real, okay, in, in all realness, they were most likely born in a different region. And for whatever... No, nah, not even... Um, well, I never... I don't think I ever asked any of them where they was born at. That See, that's... But that's I assume, the, like, with their culture, though... You never you assume, would, uh, though. See, for example, what I mean by that, most people, most people that were born here in America... Yeah. And I ain't gonna lie, it's just the pride of America. Most are gonna tell you, I'm American. I'm from America. Yeah, but I think they classify now, themselves you, as a um, nationality too, though. No, but see, if you or ask them, so if you ask them, okay, what's your my bad, not nationality? Ethnicity. What's your heritage? Then they'll tell you, I'm Hispanic. Yeah, you know, that's what they'll tell you. Um, but what I'm saying is this here, man. Second generation, normally, they'll tell you. I'm I'm American. A lot of times they'll tell you I'm American. I'm you know whatever. I'm born here in the states. A lot of us, man, we not second generation. We ain't third generation. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us, we ain't fourth generation. We ain't fifth. Like uh, for a lot of us that actually that actually can do our research, man, and do it um, the right way, we actually find out, man, our roots, bro. Like you know. I, I, our fingerprints, man, our DNA is all over this soil. 
mean in America. Like we help create America. We build America. And even for somebody that can help create, uh, that can build, you know, America or whatever. And, you know, and I'm not saying I'm, you know, I'm not saying I'm not trying to make it seem like, man, I'm looking for, you know, I'm looking for accolades and stuff like that. But I, I feel like the least that you could do, man, just, you know, acknowledge us as being Americans, if that's truly who we are. And again, I told you before, you know, I, I told you to look up that def- definition of American. If you can find a, de- you know, a Webster's de- uh, definition, um, you know, the the, the, uh, the very first Webster. I'm, I'm, I forgot what it's called. Uh, the but first it's the edition? Very, the first edition. If you can get your hands on the first edition, and it was, I think, 1828, something like that. Don't quote me on that. But if you can actually see what the definition was during that point in time on American. Mm-hmm. It tells you right then and there. American, that American definition doesn't look like the American that you think of or most people would think of of today. It's change. But that's just that's most definitions. That's 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 how it is. That's no, how that's, true. that's you know, that's Word, what happens yeah. with that most words. That's why my issue is this here. You cannot lose track of your own history. You can't sit up there and depend on somebody else to tell you your history because somebody, that means if you, you will become doomed by someone else's pen. If you counting on them to tell your own history, you got to be out there. And what you need to be doing is why is you living? Why is you have that elder in your family still living? And you got to be a sponge. You got to soak, you got to soak in that information, ask questions because, you know, the same, the same way we, the same way we look at, uh, you know, ingredients, man, uh, you know, the gre- uh, ingredients to our favorite uh, dishes and stuff like that. Well, man, when, when Big Mama um, passed away, boy, that's it. For, yeah, you we know, do that with recipes. It, it, we'll 100%. do it with the recipe, but what about <laughs> us? We are the recipes. 100%. But we'll lose that willingly. You see what I'm saying? That's true. So I'm like, bro, if we treat if we treated ourselves like the value that we, ca- you know, we find in recipes, bro, understanding that we are the secret ingredients Bruh, find out. Find out. 100%. 100%. That's all I'm saying, man. I don't even know how I got on this tangent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, dog, man. I'm with you. So, uh, you want to edit on that? Yeah, man. All right, man. So, this has been a Real Talk Podcast. Appreciate you guys listening, man, giving us a listen. Um, also, man, give us some feedback. Um, comments, all our links in the social media. If you want to hear us talk about some things, you know, we'll review it. If it's something that we're interested in, man, we'll definitely give it a shot. Um, continue to get those ratings up. Continue to uh, like, share, and comment. And uh, that's it. That's a Real Talk podcast, man. Peace. Peace. Real Talk. We appreciate you giving us a listen. If you like this episode and would like to engage with us or support, reach out through our social media platforms, linked in the description, and tune in every Thursday to check out new episodes. See you next week.